Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. One hundred. One hundred. One hundred, one hundred, one hundred. Oh, wow. One hundred. He is the king of the party animals. One hundred. Count to one hundred every day. Keep your mind and body in shape. Let's get fit. Have some fun. Count to one hundred by ones. Get ready to exercise and count. Stretch your arms. Hey, Colby.
here on Young Persons Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn, the first ever episode of Young Persons Radio. I am your host, Colby Smith. 100. Ah, the fresh. I think that's sexy. It's a new uh, comedy talk show uh, here this week. It's the only show where the listener is guaranteed to be cooler than the host. You can tell. You can tell by the sound of my voice that I'm not one of the cool guys. I hear these music hosts. The, the punks, the, the punks, the, the punks. Look into those angels. Yeah. <laughs> he said it's my job. 100. Said it's my job to be cleaning up this mess, and that's enough reason to go for me. It's my job to be different than the rest, and that makes a day for me.
But in the end, it's only a passing thing. This shadow, even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it'll shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you. That meant something. Even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Furrow, I do understand. I know now. Folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't. They kept going. Because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? There's some good in this world, Mr. Farrell. And it's worth fighting. Oh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to this, the 100th episode of Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host this and every Sunday, Colby Smith, here on Young Persons Radio. We are with you until 11 o'clock this morning, at which point we will be followed by Point of Order, the great sports talk show, which is, I believe, if I am doing the math correctly, uh, uh, Point of Order has their their uh, uh, penultimate episode uh, 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 today. So uh, tune in today and next week to hear them finally uh, wind this thing down. Uh, the great sports talk show. We have had such a great time uh, uh, opening for them these, these uh, uh, many, many Sundays. Uh, so we wish them well, and I won't be here next week to wish them off on, a, on uh, their last episode. But I'm wishing them now. And then at noon, we are followed by the Brooklyn Conversation with Rosie. And then at 1 p.m., objection to the rule, Young uh, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circus. So we've got every base covered, as we always do on Talk Show Sunday here on Radio Free Brooklyn. But this, oh, ho, 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 this is Young Persons Radio, everybody. This is our 100th episode. We've been on this for more than two years. Two years. So if, you're, if this is your first time listening, uh, 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 this is a perfect time. We welcome everyone. We welcome everyone listening live uh, uh, at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com or on the Radio Free Brooklyn app, which is available wherever you get your apps, whether you're a, a, an Android user or an Apple iPhone user. You can get that app. Listen to Radio Free Brooklyn wherever you go. And, of course, I want to welcome our podcast listeners. This show goes up as a podcast every Friday. And look. I know, I know that I'm talking to most of the audience right now when I say, welcome podcast listeners. I know, I know you're listening to this on a, that next Friday morning. 
not listening to it right now on a Sunday morning when we're doing it live, where we're doing a live show with call-ins that you can be a part of. You're just waiting to see, waiting to see what happens. But look, and everyone, and, and look, and I, I want to I take this, our 100th episode, as a reminder that I know, I know how it goes. Everyone calls in. Everyone who talks to me about this in person is just like, I can't get up that early. I'm a little baby who can't wake up on a Sunday morning to listen to the show. Bastards. All you lowlifes. And listen, for every one of you lowlifes who can't get up, there's some kid out in Wichita setting his alarm. Setting his alarm to get up and hear this thing the minute he can hear it. And he's coming for you, and he's coming for me. I see you out there, kid. I see you, and I love you, and I welcome you. And of course, we welcome our favorite listener, that little boy in church who's sneaking an an AirPod into his one ear while the priest is going on doing his thing just to listen to Kolb. I want to thank uh, Kintad. Kintad's listening. There's your shout-out. Not enough to just hear the greatest show you ever heard. Got to be name by name. That's cool. Yeah, have a welcome. Welcome, Katad. This is our 100th episode. I'm wearing a tuxedo. In, uh, you can't see me, but I'm wearing a tuxedo in true Johnny Carson anniversary show tradition. Uh, Ed Mc- we got Ed McMahon. Get Ed McMahon here. Everyone's just like, oh, Ed McMahon's just drunk all the time. Everyone's just like, ha, 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 oh, Ed, you big dumb oaf. You drunk Ed McMahon. And it's like, let's get Ed McMahon some help, please. Let's get that guy the help he needs. I do think it's great that he lived four years. He lived. For, he was alive for four years after Johnny Carson died. Just got, he finally got to be the lead in the final days of his life. But we have got a lot of fun things lined up for today. Uh, 904-351-0729 is our number. That's 9043 Five one zero seven two nine. Do do what our first caller is doing. Caller, you're in the air. It's me, Colby. Hey, Colby! Happy one hundred. Yeah. Baby. Thank you, Tim. It's you Tim. Did Keck. it. It's Tim Keck, everybody. Our lo- the the most defying what? the odds. The what? Defying the odds. <laughs> Making it. You know, a lot of people were talking. <laughs> During the first couple of weeks, man, this guy does not have what it takes. Mm-hmm. And it, like, even a few weeks after that, people were like, "Man, I can't believe this is still on the air." <laughs> and even a couple of months ago, I was talking to people like, "Can you believe that he's still doing this?" <laughs> and yet today, you persevere and uh, you, you got it done. But I'm so excited for you. Uh, you almost have as many Dalmatians as we need. Hey, there we go. One more. Yeah. One more. One and we're more, there. baby. Well, thank you, Tim. I, I thank you for calling in and uh, uh, reminding me that no one believes in me. No one believes in you, Colby. <laughs> but that doesn't bother you. And that's what makes you great. That's right. Pers- it's, it's resilience, you know. It's just like uh, it's just like Steve Nash said. It's, it's like the, a disease. The, exactly. It's a it's this this state of mind is unhealthy. But it's the great the thing that makes a great athlete is resilience more than anything else, right? Yes. Yeah. The best ability is availability. And you've got that in space. <laughs> You're goddamn right. 
I got availability in space. Or how's your morning, Tim? Any any uh any big uh big things lined up this morning? Anything big things lined up? No, not really. I mean, I got up a little earlier than I guess I usually do. Yeah. You know the person on the show on the radio before you like just plays music. Right. <laughs> just found that very jarring. Yeah, they uh, uh we are we are preceded by a rebroadcast of uh, Here and Now by Rachel C. She has guests on occasionally, but it's mostly uh it's it's mostly music. Yeah. I'd say most of the show It was shows... a lot of Christmas music today. Yes. Yeah, a lot of like and, uh, metal Christmas like, music. Oh. oh, here's one you don't usually hear. It's no doubt singing uh <laughs> punks and skins for Christmas. Here yeah. we go. And it was like, why? I don't know. There's probably a reason if it's a Christmas song that we don't hear it that often, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't make it onto the... the month... Go ahead. The month of December is dedicated to Christmas music. Mm-hmm. So if there's a... So if somebody writes a Christmas song and it doesn't immediately make it into the radio play, like, it's a bad song. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, uh, uh, I, I was at a store yesterday and I was, I was talking to one of the employees because I had a question and I was like, hey, how's it going? And she goes, oh, it's fine. I'm just sick of all this Christmas music. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. It's got to be tough to hear it all day, every day. And she goes, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not opposed to it. It's just, you know, mix it up. You know, play me some European stuff. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking Like what? Exactly. exactly. I was like, oh, yeah. About Christmas? <laughs> yeah. And uh, she was just like, oh, there's a ton of it. <laughs> then she goes, you know, like, I love Wagner. And I was like, okay, this is a weird time to be bringing up Wagner in 2018 to a customer. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Wagner. Go ahead. Wagner is an orchestra? Yeah, it's a classical composer who is a, some some would say, a a, a famed anti-Semite. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And this this costume store employee is just like, can we throw on some Wagner here to celebrate the holiday? Well, anti-Semites. Yeah. Yes, Anti-Semites uh, do write the best Christmas music, though. That's something <laughs> I was just going to say. I was just going to say, it must, uh, it must be a white Christmas over here. Yeah. A, I'm not going to say what store it was. The gonna... underlying themes of racial superiority and Frosty the Snowman yeah. uh, are a little dated now, if you ask me, but... You know, it's Christmas. It's what we do. Yeah, yeah. We, we can't change tradition no matter how hard we try. We can't. We can't. It's like how every Sunday I wake up at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. and listen to my buddy Cole. That's right. Yeah, you're a prisoner. You're a prisoner to your own uh, tastes. Yes. I have Stockholm Syndrome for Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> but how do you... How, what are your Christmas traditions, Tim? It is the holiday season. I don't want to make this just a celebration of me. Here today, I always go back to Florida, uh-huh. and uh, it's it's pretty nice. It's like the one holiday a year where like everybody in the family gets together, you know, because usually it'll be like our side of the family, whatever. But then we all go over to my uncle's house, mm-hmm. and it's like all the it's just a it's just a hodgepodge of people. It's like fifty people. Oh wow! And uh, we eat spaghetti, which I feel like is a little odd, <laughs> but uh, it's great now. <laughs> Tropical uh, a Christmas. I love it. How'd you like to spend yeah, Christmas a or something like that. on Christmas Island? But, uh, you know that song, Christmas Island? No. All right. Well, no. it's about it's about a tropical Christmas. I figured that. You've also got Malakaliki Maki is the thing to say. 
on your See, that's a good one. That Hawaiian was a Christmas Day. Hold on, hold on. On your Hawaiian Christmas Day. I had to get that. I had to get that out there. Nice. <laughs> do you ever have, uh, do you ever do the elf on the shelf? No, but I've been told uh, that I look like the elf on the shelf before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, our family has been doing uh, something called the Christmas pickle, which I'm not convinced is a real thing anymore. Okay. I used to believe in it, but I think it was something uh, just some rando made and had a note attached to it and said that it was a tradition, so my mom would buy it, and then we've been doing it, but I've never heard anybody else talk about the Christmas pickle. What but is... it's like a little ornament. Okay. It's like a little pickle ornament, and it goes on the tree, and somebody puts it somewhere on the tree and hides it, and then she'll, like, tell the kids, like, oh, the Christmas pickle's here or whatever, and then you have to go find the Christmas pickle, and the first kid to find the Christmas pickle gets a present. What? Yeah. I have never heard of this before, the Christmas pickle. Yeah, it's terrible. This is, gotta, now, this is like, something that, that like, you do. They're, they're just your family made this up. I would love to know where this came from. I think I think somebody tricked somebody into letting us do it. <laughs> but and I'll and I'll tell you what now it makes a little more sense because I've got like a lot of little cousins and little kids in my family. Uh-huh. But our, we used to do it when it was just me and my sister. And I'm telling you, giving just one extra present to one kid in a two kid situation <laughs> never goes over. <laughs> Were you just it like, was brutal. Did you? Were you just like shoving your sister out of the way, just like get out of the Christmas pickles, mine? Yeah, we're, we're like pushing each other out of the way, rooting like around the tree. I won, she threw a tantrum. <laughs> if she won, I acted like it didn't bother me, but really it did. Do you actually know the backstory? Why would you do this to us? Do you actually know the backstory of this, or because I'm picturing like someone bought like a, a like a pick like a pickled like tree ornament, just like on a lark, and then brought it home, and then. The uh, like the the person's partner was like, "This is horrifying. Like this is so stupid. Why'd you do this?" And they were like, "What are you talking about? It's you know, it's the Christmas pickle. Every year we oh, can it's hide got a it." Wikipedia page. Oh my god! Oh my god! It says the Christmas pickle is a tradition, uh, is a Christmas tradition for some Americans. <laughs> <laughs> a real heavy thumb. A decoration in the shape of a pickle is hidden on a Christmas tree, and the finder receives either a reward or good fortune for the following this. year. How easy would good fortune have been when we were kids? The Christmas, yeah, yeah. So we seriously. got a physical present. There are a number of different origin stories attributed to the tradition, including it, an origination in Germany. Oh uh, but this theory has since been discounted, and it is now oh. thought to be an American tradition. Well, I don't know. It, here, like it says, uh, nobody's really sure what it is. It says Woolworths was the first company to import these types of decorations in the United States, starting in 1890. Well, now I feel like a dud. I feel like a dummy, adult, sitting in the corner with my dunce cap on. This thing has been around for 100, 120 years, almost 130 years. I feel dumb now. I was making fun of it. I thought there was no way it was real. Sure enough, one suggested origin has been that the tradition came from Camp Sumter during the Civil War. <laughs> As the story is told on Christmas Eve, a private begged a guard for a pickle because he was starving. The guard provided the pickle, which he later credited for saving his life. <laughs> After returning to his family, he began a tradition of hiding a pickle in the Christmas tree every year. Good God. 
that seems. This is one of those like, I I love the story of like the the I think it's in World War One that like they the the two sides in the trenches stop fighting and sing Silent Night together, you know? Yeah, that is like. There's no way that happened, right? Like that's not true. I... Also, what a leap for you to have like a good meal and then come home and use that meal to decorate your home. <laughs> like I've never, like I had a great hamburger a little a couple weeks ago, but I haven't like hidden ground beef <laughs> around our apartment. <laughs> if you came home. For the sake of Christmas time. If you came home and were just like, mom, dad, I have something to tell you. Recently, a hamburger saved my life. <laughs> so from now on, every Christmas, I'm going to hide a little toy hamburger like you see at like a preschool. <laughs> like around the house. And whoever whoever finds it has good fortune. Everyone's like, okay, Dude, there's got to be a list. There's got to be a list of like the dumbest things that have ever saved somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Like the dumbest lifesavers. Right, like pickles got to be at the top of that list. Yeah, but I bet there's something else. A pickle has got to be up there. Now I owe my life to this. <laughs> yeah, I owe my life debt to a mushroom. I owe my life debt to Toadette. <laughs> Toadette, this guy's been uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers obsessed. I have. It's been the best. Oh my god, I love Super Smash Bros. That's all I want to do. Yeah, it's it's I challenge anyone <laughs> listening to the show to smash. Yeah, just, and I will you... kick your ass. Throw out your handle. Throw out your handle, Tim. Um my handle, I don't know what my handle is. Can you do that? I think it's like a long code. All right. It's well, like a friend code. Okay. Well six eight two <laughs> three four nine. I don't know what it is. My friend code. Well, Tim, yeah, you get friend codes for uh, Nintendo. Let's. Uh, let's All right. Well, no, 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 no. We're, we're, let's just. Uh, uh, you know, I just want to say to you that you are a, a huge part of what makes this show fun for me, and thank you for calling in every week. Aw, uh, Colby, I can't think of a better way to start my day, and uh, been loving the show, especially in contrast to what else is on Radio Free Brooklyn, <laughs> and uh, I hope. I hope you get it a hundred more, bud. I honestly do. Oh, that's your sweet. Congrats, that's so dude. that's so nice. That's so nice. Uh, all right, number one hundred. That's right. Him out. Him out. There he goes. Tim Keck, our loyal caller, our most loyal caller, Tim Keck. Nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine is our number. That's nine zero four three five one zero. Seven two nine here on our one hundredth episode of Young Persons Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn with me, Colby Smith. And by the way, by the way, folks, we're uh, uh we're one hundred episodes in on this thing, right? That's that's a that's that's a fact. That's a my a major thing. How come I'm not being inundated by requests to be on your podcast, right? I got a, I got, I got hours of experience. I've got a hundred episodes worth of experience now. I got the chops. You know, I got the chops. And instead, I'm just, I'm just going home, and no one's calling. No one's calling. Oh boy. 
Caller, welcome to the program. Kobe! Oh my goodness, is this who I think it is? <laughs> yeah! Wow. It's uh, Marta Wink Wink. It's, it's Marta oh. Wink Wink! Oh. oh, I'm so happy to talk to you. <laughs> I'm sorry it's been so long. I, I've been really busy, but... Uh, it's, it's fun listening to your show now, and I'm like, ah, this calling in. <laughs> well, I understand. I, I'm, uh, uh, you know, we missed you, of course, but uh, uh, I understand. It was Sunday morning, especially, you know, now that I know, now that I know who you are and what you do, <laughs> you got places to be on. You got places to be Sunday morning, such as <laughs> Union Square Park later today. That's correct. Right? That's correct. Well, can we can we spoil the can we spoil the surprise officially now? Do I have your permission? You you do for sure. This is Mother Pigeon on the line, everybody. <laughs> yes, yes. So my alias to call into shows is always Marta uh -huh. because sometimes I say things that are um, not so popular, like. <laughs> Uh, the other day I said on this, on one radio show, something about, uh, they were talking about protesting and I said, well, I don't really want to go to a protest until we're really burning down the whole, the whole fucking thing. Like I want, I'm not going to go and stand behind a barricade and hold a sign and wear a pink hat. Um, and they hung up, they hung up on me. Oh, wow. But, um, so, so yeah, so, uh, Marta can, you know, kind of say those things. Yes. And uh, and no one's going to Google, you know, Marta. But if you Google Mother Pigeon, you'll know exactly who I am. Yes, so, yes. Um, so that's, I, yeah, whatever. It's just silly. When I thought your name was Marta for real, that I didn't know, I didn't know your true identity, I spent, I'm telling you, days Googling, like, Marta Music 90s New York band Conan. <laughs> I was like, which band was she in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now so, I know. Yeah, it's, it's Mother Pigeon Tina Pina Trachtenberg. Yes. Honey, that's ridiculous. Yes. Um, I would also say. Yeah. I would also say before. Sorry to sorry to cut you off, but uh, uh, you you know you don't need Martha on this show. I'm I'm not sure if you heard beforehand, but now we are getting this message before the show starts. That's like, oh, the views expressed on this program are not uh, reflecting of Radio Free Brooklyn. It's like they're afraid of me. <laughs> the views of the really? guests, the views of the guests and hosts, do not reflect the views of Radio Free Brooklyn. As if someone's going to hear this show and just be like, oh, I can't believe Radio Free, Radio Free Brooklyn loves so many movies from the seventies. Oh my god! <laughs> well, there you go. That's good. Yeah, so you can say you can talk about burning down the city <laughs> freely here. Great, as they, a nonviolent act. Yes, that's what yes. I said. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. There's no violence in burning down and 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 breaking windows. It's when we, you know, when you're killing people, that's violent. Yes. But anyway, we're not going to get into that. No, no. We're no. talking about Christmas. And we're talking about pigeons. That's right. That's right. Which, by the way, I would say to you also that uh, your friend Margaret uh, sent me. Uh, this is the the only gift I've ever received from a listener 
was uh, uh, Margaret sending me one of your one of your uh, pigeons, some of your work. Oh, did she? She sent you a little one, right? Yeah, she sent me. It was just you know, it's about you know maybe like two or three inches long. Uh, but it's, oh, uh, she sent you a mini pigeon. She did. She did. It's very yeah. sweet. Margaret's amazing. Margaret. Margaret. Uh, oh, yeah. They did this video about Margaret and I feeding the rats in the sewer. And, oh, it's so funny. Oh, my they God. Did? It turned Who out did? so good. It's Who did? Brick TV. Brick. Oh, okay. Okay. Brick TV. Okay. I'm going to find it. I'm yeah, going to find if you, it. If you just go Brick TV, like uh, women feeding rats or something, uh -huh. it's really funny. Is this like a recent? Oh, no. Here it is. It's from, yeah, it's from October 2018. Wow. <laughs> this is the headline. The headline from Gothamist. This is like the second time, yeah. the second time she's been written up on Gothamist that, that I know of. Yeah. Meet the compassionate women who feed New York City's rats. And there you guys are. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's really, I mean, of course, they're making fun of us like crazy, but I don't care. It, yeah. it really does get the point across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what they that's what they do. These these sickos, these sick people. Yeah. Just oh, look at yeah. this weirdo. Sick. <laughs> it's sick. It's disgusting. Yeah. Oh. God, start punching up Brick TV. That's what I'm saying. Start punching up. No more. Uh, no more punching sideways. Start. That's right. <laughs> anyway, Marta. <laughs> Have you done any more? Uh, uh, have you done any more? Have you rescued any pigeons lately? Um. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, let's see. I rescued one in Union Square um, about a month ago, but that little that little girl she died. Oh. Um. It was a uh, uh, a fancy pigeon that got loose from a coop and um. And wasn't able to, didn't know how to feed herself uh, on the streets and stuff. And so I found her, but she was already, like, really malnourished. So oh, she, didn't, she didn't make it. That's a sad one. Um, but uh, I, tell you I what, guess right now my... I tell you what I, can, what, I can hear Tim Keck dancing on this pigeon's grave. I can hear him just <laughs> <laughs> from... From here, I can no! I can hear the say. No, he hates them. He he's hate he. Remember, he hates them. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, let me tell you. Tim might like this story because this is what's going on um, right now. I am feeding. You know, I feed my flock every. I feed several flocks every day, but one that I feed on the roof has about 120 pigeons. Mm -hmm. But right now, there are these birds that are called kestrels. That are really hungry and they they uh, can't get squirrels or rats right now because it's cold and they're you know they're underground mm -hmm. uh, and there's not so many squirrels right now running around and so uh, they're just devouring my pigeons. Oh, oh my god! It's oh. Like I'm telling you, I think I've maybe even told you before. I, I'm making I'm making kestrel and hawk food right now. Basically, <laughs> I mean it is. Uh, they come, they swoop down right in front of me, and oh, the feathers are flying. Oh. Uh, just, it's really harsh. Brutal. But, 
brutal. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's a cruel world for the pigeon. The pigeon has so many enemies, um, you know, humans and uh, buildings and just everything, the environment. And then mm-hmm. now in the winter, they're all, you know, and my pigeons are the fattest, juiciest pigeons <laughs> in town. You know? <laughs> So it's like once the word gets out, it's it's bad. So yes. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out something to like not come out at the same time every day. I'm trying to uh, do different areas and uh, around my my block. You know, just just trying different strategies to keep them away. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness, man. I, I don't talk to you for a year, and now all of a sudden you're you're fighting hawks. <laughs> that's the, uh, the yeah the mother pigeon life right now. It's pretty it's pretty intense. Oh my god! <laughs> Man, maybe we need to burn down the city just to keep away the hawks. Make them. I know. I know. <laughs> make them think it's all they're all gone. <laughs> all the pigeons are gone. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's a ruse. <laughs> Oh we need to we need to somehow we need to somehow fake the death of your pigeons so the hawks go away and then they can come back out and live free. Yeah, I mean even if I took my fake ones up there and like just threw them around all upside down. Yeah. You know, and then the yeah. hawks would be like, "Oh, I'm going to come get one." And then they're like, "Oh, this is not <laughs> what I'm used to." They're like, "Oh, gross. Guess we'll never eat here again. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. But well, Marta. But right now, Marta. Yeah. Quote, quote unquote. Wink, wink. Uh, uh, mother pigeon. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah, it was great checking back, and uh, I'll check in more often. And uh, congratulations on your one hundred. Oh, thank you and, so much. Yeah, and uh, tell Tim. Uh, that uh, I'm, I I I remember him. So not to mess with me. Oh, that's so not ominous. To, that's so ominous. Not to mess with me, because you know I'm I I know where uh, I know where the hawks and the kestrels live. Oh my God, I love it. I love it. The fight, the feud is alive and well. The bad, <laughs> the bad blood has remained. Well, thank Mari. It was great to talk to you again, and uh, uh, tell Jason I said hi and thanks as well. I will. I will. We'll talk Happy soon. Holidays. Happy holidays to you. Bye. Bye bye. My God, Marta is back. She's back. Oh, this feels great. Some old pals, old pals calling in. We appreciate it. Nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine is our number. That's nine zero four. Three five one zero seven two nine here on Young Persons Radio uh, with me, Colby Smith, here on Radio Free Brooklyn, and uh, yeah, it's our hundredth episode. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. We're coming into the back, the back part of the show now. So if you'd like to call in again, that number is three or three. Good God, good Christ, nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine is our number. And yeah, it's true. The, the the mother the mother pigeon the little felt pigeon is the only thing I've gotten from doing this show. Margaret is the nicest person I've ever met. Apparently, because uh, one of the first times she called, I was doing this uh, this song and dance about how I don't get anything from the listeners. No one ever sends me anything, 
And then she sent me that and a gift card to uh, the Angelica. It was super nice. She's the best. Caller, welcome to the program. Uh, hello, Colby. Uh, wow. This is Perry Frankel here from the uh, Oh my God. The New York Landmarks Conservancy. Okay, yes. Yeah, so Perry Frankel from the New York Landmarks Conservancy. The last time you called, I was away, and my friend uh, Alon Danzinger was here filling in. I'm so glad to yeah. catch you, uh, you know, one on one. Yeah, well, I, I wish I could say the same. Uh, oh boy, Mr. Smith, I don't uh, like this. You know, we down here at the New York Landmarks Conservancy, we had gotten wind that it was going to be your, you know, your centennial episode, mm -hmm. um, and we were we were all set to pull the trigger on this to get getting you named a living landmark hey. after your your many many petitions for us to do so. Yeah, uh, you know, the right. agency right now it's. There's no one really at the wheel. Mm. Uh, the Trump administration has just really gutted us. It's, it's just me and a couple other guys. Oh, I figured, why not use this opportunity to, you know, make good on a promise to a, a local entertainer? Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, and I thought, why don't I turn on the show for my colleagues? We can listen, we can celebrate, and top it all off by calling you up and awarding you this great unique prestigious honor i i love it but, so um, far mr smith uh, oh no what we heard on this program today was profoundly shocking oh uh, no the frankles my family and, and many of my colleagues here mm -hmm. are proud german americans who venerate the annual tradition of hiding the christmas pickle oh come no um you made a mockery of that today. I look. I was just goofing on it. That's look. We're just you know. It's a comedy show. We're just making. It's, it's all in good fun. It's disparaging. <sighs> um, it, it, disgusting. Really, it's disgusting. Oh come on! And ju just when I thought we could look past something like that, this pigeon woman calls. She, she Colby, my daughter. Yeah. Was the enraptured and proud owner of an extremely fancy pigeon. Okay. A little dandy fancy pigeon with a wee sailor hat uh, and dapper little clogs. Okay. And a blue ribbon. But that pigeon Wait, escaped one day. Oh, it's a real, wait, a real pigeon dressed like that? Oh yeah, like a little sailor in a in a Rodgers and Hammerstein production. That's how my <laughs> daughter dressed dressed our fancy pigeon. Oh, okay. A wee little dandy boy, <laughs> and he was the apple of our eye. Who is that in the a background? Week ago, by the way, is that is that your daughter? That's my mother. She's she's weeping. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. She's weeping for the pigeon lost. Oh, She's so weeping for the innocence of her granddaughter lost. We're at the hospital, by the way. Oh. Well, I mean, we're at the National Landmark Conservancy <laughs> with my colleagues, but we got a hospital bed brought in so my mother could listen, too. Oh, God. Well, thank you. I mean, we welcome everybody. But now she's dying pretty extra now like even more you should tell her you should tell her to download the radio free brooklyn app and take us wherever she, she goes. can't download anything mr smith why not you can only move her eyeballs 
Okay, well, I mean... And also, it confuses her, the whole notion of downloading. She doesn't know where it comes from. Okay, fair enough. I'm sorry. It confuses her. Okay. Sorry, I lost my composure. The point is... I, it's, I understand. It's an emotional... So it's emotional. Ever since... Um, young Master Reginald wandered away, I've been telling my daughter he would come back any day, that he was simply out Christmas shopping for her. Getting her treats. Yeah. Sugar plums. Candied nuts. Etc. The yeah. usual childhood fictions. Yeah, I, I'm with you. But today... All the usual. She learned... That her pigeon, under the so-called watchful eye of this of this pigeon woman, oh. died. Oh. Is dead. Yeah. And there will be no sugar plums. Or brandied, lacquered walnuts in her Christmas stocking this year. Look. So you ruined Christmas. All right. Okay. Listen. Perry. Can I call you Perry. No, you're going Mr. Frankel. Okay, Mr. Frankel, look, look, it's, it's, I'm just trying to do a, a, a show, a fun show here. I'm sorry that this is the way you had to find out. I, I, I mean, I would never, you know, I like to think that we, we provide a service here for the community, and it's, it's informational as well as, as entertaining, and uh, uh, I'm just sorry that hurts people sometimes, and I'm sorry, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's my fault. I don't think it should disqualify me from the honor that is rightfully mine. Imagine this city without wrong. me. Imagine this city without me, Perry. You can't. I'm doing it right now. A New York City without Colby Smith in it is, uh, is a barren wasteland. It's a barren wasteland of glass condos. No, Colb. No, Spark. Mr. Smith. Yes? Mr. Smith, I apologize. That speech was incredibly moving. My office full of proud German-Americans who just minutes before were deeply rankled by your mischaracterization of their heritage are now saluting the flag we have here. Oh, wow. The New York City one. And they're saying, God bless Colby Smith and God bless Mayor de Blasio. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I love a Colby, quick reversal like that. What can I say? I, I operate on the whims of my colleagues, and they are emotionally mercurial bunch. <laughs> I understand. They are just... Honestly, I think it's border, it borders on psychosis. They're just back and forth all over the place. You know, some mornings I come in 6, 5 a.m., and they're there, and they're putting up Christmas decorations, but it's July, but they're just saying they want to get a head start. But then some days I come in, and they're asleep, and they say, I can't go on like this. There's no point. What, what is, what, what's the purpose of working in a city landmark conservancy? It's, it's made up. It doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. It's, honestly, I don't know what's wrong with them. Uh -huh. uh, I, I, I'm living on my toes. I don't know what I'm getting day in and day out. I'm, my hair's falling out. Uh, I'm not sleeping. Oh, my God. I don't see my daughter. I buy her a, uh, a very high-end pigeon to sort of fill that void, but the pigeon goes away. It's, it's lean times here at the National New York Landmark Conservancy. Yeah. Well, look. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean... You got the award now, okay? So this whole song and dance can finally come to a conclusion. <laughs> All right, fair enough. If it, look, You're I don't going to be hearing from Perry Frankel again. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care how I get it, and if it's just 
for the same reason you would give a child a toy to quiet down a tantrum, I will accept it. Well, that's the thing. The New York Living Landmark certificate, it's, uh, it's got little teddy bears in the corner. We, we give it to children who come visit their parents at work. What? It will get you, uh, it'll get you a $5 personal oh. pizza. That explains why I didn't recognize so many of the names on the list. Yeah. It's like Carol yeah, King and then uh, 400 nobodies. Well, Carol King's father did work here. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Girl. Oh, so she got it way she before. The office. Gotcha. I see. She yeah. got it way before she the career she had. The whole time. I understand. When, her, when, when Frank King came in, we were like, Frank, buddy, your daughter? And he's like, listen, I'm in a tough spot. My wife walked out. She just stayed in there. She 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 did the Sudoku. It was like she wasn't even there. Really good kid. Wow. Living landmark. <laughs> this is devastating. This is... Yeah, well, think about how it was for her. No Fair enough. Everything. Oh. Anyway. All right. Well. I'm going to let you finish your little show. Oh, gee, wow. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, remark. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Frankel. We can you down here at the, living, at the, living, at the Landmark Conservancy, well, okay? Thank you. Oh, listen, listen. My, there go, my mom's choking. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Oh, it's green. It's different stuff coming out. Oh, I gotta go. Okay. All right. Thank you, Perry. There he goes. Oh, my God. Perry Frankel. Well, I gotta say, after two years, I'm finally a living landmark, and it does not feel good. Ugh. How many how many pigeons and mothers have to die for my dream to be realized? God, some kind of responsibility I've got now. I, I accept it either way. I carry on the tradition, the the proud name of the living landmark, given to me and children all over this city until now. Well, gang. Here we are in the final minutes, the final minutes of the 100th episode of Young Persons Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's hard to believe, hard to believe. Is it a milestone? Sure, sure, of course it is. Is it an achievement? Yes. Worthy of a Peabody Award? Yeah, probably, probably. I'm not going to nominate myself. Um, but you know, some kind, kind soul out there, uh, with some clout could maybe do it, so, uh, uh, nominate us for a Peabody. I would accept. I would, I would, look, I know I'm, I'm staunchly anti-award, you know, because I don't think you can evaluate art, you know. Doesn't matter how good those awards feel. I'm, I'm against it. I'm against it. Uh, you know, you can't, it's not something you can, it, art doesn't progress, you know, in that way. But I'll I'll accept a Peabody. I'll I'll go I'll go to the award ceremony. I'll, I'll do the whole the, the the old tap dance routine for everybody. Put on my little suit. Uh, shoo wop wop. Hey, I'm here at, at the Peabody's. It's your it's your friend Kolb. Yes. Is this something you know? Is it is it something that that's good? Yes. It's a milestone. It's an achievement. It's a landmark. It's a landmark achievement. So now that I've done it, uh, I want to take this time. You know, to announce kind of a shift in the uh, the direction of the show. Um, I think now that we've made it by all standards, uh, you know, we can we can we can rest on our laurels uh, a little bit. 
and uh, start winding this thing down and, you know, let the next generation of, uh, of eager young go-getters uh, start to have a little bit of this power, you know. Because, uh, you know, looking up at me, you know, you don't think there's a lot of room at the top. But uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you that there is, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to share it. And uh, eventually we'll, we'll pass the torch, you know, uh, completely soon. I'll, I'll name a, a few worthy successors, because, you know, it'll take more than one person to, 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 you know, give you what I'm giving you every week. This is a thing that cannot be replicated uh, by another, another person. It's going to take a team. It's going to take a village, you know. It's going to take a village. So soon we will pass the torch completely. In your dreams. In your dreams. We are just getting started here at Young Persons Radio. 100 episodes is nothing. Why? Because we'll do 100 more like it's no trouble at all. And then we'll do 100 more after that. And another 100 after that. And another 100 after that. We're going harder than ever next year. We may not be the biggest or the flashiest or the shiniest show in the land. But we'll outwork every last one of you. Everybody has one of these dumb shows now. You throw a rock in the city, you'll hit some lame-ass with a shoot-the-shit podcast. But will that make us stop? No. We'll beat the pretenders at every turn. We'll fight them in the streets. We'll fight them on the rooftops. Every rejection only makes us stronger. Harder. Faster. We're here because we like it here. We're here this is because where we belong and we suffer no fools. This has been Young Persons Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn with me, Colby Smith. Here's a song by the greatest band in the world. We'll see you in the new year. I don't mind when I lose my mind. Yeah, I lost my mind seven, eight, or nine times. And you wouldn't mind if you lost your mind. Haven't lost your mind already eight or nine times.